This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. Um, This afternoon, we have a little bit of information to update you on um, what's happened. (laughs) All of the people involved did live in that home when the shooting took place. Um, As I mentioned earlier, five of the children are deceased. One was transported to the hospital um, and died later. And then there's another victim that's at at a Tulsa hospital. The suspect was taken into custody a short time later this morning, um, and his name is being released at this time. It's Jaron Dijon Pridgen. Welcome, everybody, to Minor Detail Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 2nd. It is a, another day that we do a podcast with a heavy heart. Seems like these are becoming kind of normal day's business over the last uh, week or so. And we join you today for the podcast after a horrific shooting in the city of Muskogee. It was one of just uh, really three very sad incidents that happened uh, just in our region today. And we'll try to cover the other two as well. But uh, Lynn Hamlin, by the way, there at the top of the show, Lynn Hamlin is the public information officer, Muskogee Police Department, giving the latest information and uh, she finally gave us the name of that shooter, Jaron Dijon Pridgen, uh, the name released. If you haven't heard, Muskogee Police investigating the death of a, a man and five children. Happened about 1.30 this morning. 900 block of Indiana. Officers responded to a call of multiple people shot at that home. Arriving at the home, they found a person with a gun. As Lynn Hamlin said, one of the officers shot, fired at that suspect, missed him. Suspect ran off. Officers chased the man after a short chase. He took him into custody. As we mentioned, he's now been identified as Jaron Dijon Pridgen. They said he's not being cooperative with the investigation. Police said the suspect and all the victims lived in the home. Inside the home, officers found a man and four children dead. Four small children had been shot and one adult male. They took a wounded child to a Tulsa hospital by helicopter. That child has also died. Woman was taken to a Tulsa hospital with life-threatening injuries. Police said she is awake and stable. The uh, Muskogee Public School said two of the victims went to Creek Elementary School. Superintendent there, Dr. Jared Mendenhall, said they were saddened by the tragic loss and our deepest sympathies go out to all of those impacted. No words can adequately express our sadness in losing these students. Our thoughts and prayers are with their family, the school is working with Green Country Behavioral Health to provide grief counseling throughout the week. As you know, not only by listening to this podcast, but by listening to me on the air for many years, uh, uh, that is my home. I grew up in Fort Gibson, right there in the shadows of Muskogee, and spent most of my life uh, in Muskogee. And it's... Uh, it's it's a terrible tragedy, and we're going to talk to our pal Cliff Castile coming up here. Cliff is a uh, a radio guy himself, operations manager of Oki Country 101.7 there in Muskogee. And uh, really, probably nobody has their finger on the pulse of Muskogee quite as much as Cliff Castile, and we're going to talk to him coming up here on the podcast today. You know, it was 11 years ago. There was a mall shooting there in Muskogee. 
Several years before that in Fort Gibson, you had the school shooting. But things like this just don't happen in green country. They don't happen in northeast Oklahoma. And so today was a, an amazing, amazing start to the day. I know I got a text shortly after 6 a.m. from a friend of mine in Muskogee saying, have you heard the news? Been a, uh, a horrific shooting in Muskogee. I immediately uh, went to my phone and started gathering all the information. And as the day went along, try to gather all that we can. And again, it's been slow to get the information. And you got to say that the police department, they had to do what they could. Can't really announce a lot until you can get all the information. You don't want to give out information that could be wrong or information that could affect a case. And so finally, uh, just a couple of three hours ago, Lynn Hamlin gave us the name of that suspect. We still don't know the relationship uh, between the suspect and those who are deceased. We'll be talking to Cliff here in a minute. Cliff may have some more information, but again, that was the 900 block of Indiana. We'll ask Cliff about that area of town. He can give us a little bit more information, but that's what we have on that. Also today, if you haven't heard, five FBI agents were shot in Florida. Two of those have died. Uh, Three still in critical condition. They were trying to serve a warrant on a child trafficking case, and they were shot. Then we also got word a few hours ago that a young man by the name of Jeremiah Johnson, basketball player from Putnam City West High School in Oklahoma City, one of the top high school players in the country. He's already had offers from OU, OSU, Illinois, Texas, Gonzaga. Great player. He was shot earlier this morning. He's in critical condition. Tough day, uh, not only here in the state, but uh, for those FBI agents in Florida as well. You're listening to a Minor Detail Podcast. As we did a couple of times last week, we're going to kind of break format today. We won't have 10 After Laughter. doesn't need to be in the show today. And we will basically cover uh, this new story in Muskogee for the entire podcast, as well as giving you the latest updates we have on the shooting in Florida and that tragic shooting in Oklahoma City earlier today. So let's jump on the phone and let's bring in our pal Cliff Castile. Cliff uh, in Muskogee, Okie Country 101.7. Cliff, uh, for 20 years, has basically been the media man in Muskogee. And we're going to get his feelings about what happened. First of all, Cliff, thanks for the time. Let's go back to this morning when you first uh, got the news. Well, I had to look at it. I was notified via text first, and I had to just look at it several times to make sure I was reading it correctly. One man, five children dead. That was that was kind of a tough pill to swallow. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, April will be 11 years since the Arrowhead Mall shooting, and I got to thinking about right. this. This is, I guess, the, the first thing like this that has happened since 2010. And of course, as you know, I grew up in that area Fort Gibson's my hometown. You just don't expect things like this uh, to happen. Indiana Street, give us that feeling of where that part of town is. Um, it's uh, kind of to the south of, uh, say, Chandler Road. Okay. And um, it's also just a little west of uh, York Street. So, so if you're picturing South York, it's just in the neighborhood just to the west, just a few blocks. I'm thinking kind of down by Spalding Park in that area? Uh, back behind, much further behind Spalding Park. If you were to go to York Street and then head south uh, out around the bowling alley, things like that, and then over to the west 
of that of York Street there, just a few blocks. Now, is that uh, considered kind of a, a rough part of town, or or what does that part of um, town seem just like? Just middle of the road part of town. Uh, I was thinking about the uh, the kids, and again, we we heard from Lynn Hamlin here at the top of the show, public information officer. Still, not a whole lot of information other than we now know uh, the name of the alleged shooter. We don't know still what kind of a relationship uh, there was. But when you first heard this this morning, uh, I guess you immediately jumped into action. And in fact, I, I listened to you a lot this morning. And and uh, boy, you uh, you have the context. We <laughs> we mentioned the you're kind of the you're kind of the media guy there, and so you had a lot of people that you could reach <laughs> out to immediately. And what did, what was your first thought as you said when you heard about the kids first? No, it's tr- tragic. And uh, to be honest with you, Darren, since I've seen a photograph of the children and. Uh, just makes it really, really hard to keep this as a news story when you see beautiful, smiling little faces and then you realize that they were all victimized by someone that lived in their own home. From what I gather, the uh, the shooter lived in the home with his brother and uh, his wife, possibly, and the, and the children. And uh, obviously something went wrong somewhere as um, the Jaron Dijon Pridgen decided that everyone in the house must die. So that kind of shooting rampage, uh, it's, it's tough to wrap my head around it. It would be hard enough to shoot someone for me in self-defense. Even if I thought I was, you know, in danger and I were to have to shoot someone, I would be just very distraught over that. But to look at five innocent babies and your own family and to do something, I, I can't put my mind in, in a place that could even allow that scenario to play out. So to me, it was... I, there a lot of confusion, um, a lot of emotion. Our, our, our town here is completely uh, shocked and uh, sad. And there are uh, very, very many uh, people here in Muskogee that are very angry um, at this at this shooter. So Yeah, we read the statement from Dr. Mendenhall, the superintendent, uh, said we're saddened by this tragic loss. The kids, I guess, went to right. uh, Creek Elementary School. Uh, right. I, we haven't been told, or at least I haven't been told. Uh, do you have kind of an idea of the age of these of these kids? They're very young, Darren. Um, and looking at a photo, I don't have the year of uh, the photo was taken, but they all look to be uh, five years old or younger in appearance. Wow! And one being a very small. I think maybe the oldest would have been it would have been five and. To see them, it's hard to even look at the photograph, to be honest with you, knowing that that, and and the photograph that I saw, they are all so beautiful. They are all so happy. They are all so smiling. They're so full of life. There's so much hope and future when you look at them. And to look at the photograph and know that that was all taken by one madman, it's just hard to fathom. Yeah, and we we don't know anything, and we might not know anything for a while. Of course, according to Lynn Hamlin, the uh, the PI there with the uh, Muskogee Police Department, she says the suspect is not cooperating. Well, he has absolutely um, no one but his attorney, I'm sure, will be on his side. That's for sure. There is a very angry community here today. What about the police officers? I know you're you know a lot of the officers there. What's got to be going through those officers' I'm, minds? Right. I, you know, how do you process a scene like that? 
how do you process a scene like that? I, my thoughts are with them because just being on that location would probably be more than the average person uh, can bear. But then you have to do all the investigation. You have to call in the coroner. Uh, there's just so much that uh, these will be indelible images in their mind for the rest of their life. I'm sure there's no way you can just go home at the end of this day as an officer and Hey honey, what's for dinner? It's not going to be that kind of night tonight. Yeah. And it's amazing. We, we had this incident. We had the FBI agents that were shot in Florida today. Uh, We had this, this basketball player in Oklahoma city who was uh, shot in critical condition I mean, all in one day, it's just amazing some of the things that uh, that you surround yourselves with just in everyday life. Uh, you talked about grief counseling, and I guess not only uh, the kids will go through that, but officers have to go through that too. Right. The Muskogee Police Department um, is, I guess, being very proactive with it because they realize this is going to be one of those events that the officers and anyone on the scene is going to need, uh, well, could need counseling, and it will be available to them. And I think that's a great move by the Muskogee Police Department. Did your mind kind of flash back this morning, Cliff, when you heard the news? Did it, your mind flash back to 11 years ago and the mall shooting? It, yeah, the same type of scenario, except um, – for the mall shooting here 11 years ago, I was actually out of a live broadcast and uh, I was nearing the end of my broadcast when uh, some, uh, I was doing one at one of the local casinos. I was broadcasting live. Some people came into the casino toward the end of mine and saying, there's just been a shooting at Arrowhead mall. And I'm like a shooting what? And so instantly, obviously I'm on my phone trying to track that down. And this was before we'd made the move to Arrowhead Mall. Our station is now located in Arrowhead Mall, but previously we're just a few blocks away. So I was able to leave the broadcast and immediately go to the radio station and then come two blocks over and begin covering the mall shooting. So it was very similar as far as the shock of uh, what's going on. But today, with the children being involved and, and their very tender young age and just the, the, the heinousness of this, this crime, um, it surpasses the mall shooting in my mind. This is just so much more horrific. I know it's still kind of early in this situation, Cliff, but what kind of plans do you guys have as a media outlet or what do you think plans are in the city for some sort of a vigil or something like that? There possibly could be. Um, we're not in the active stages of planning that now, which is really, really a great idea. We've already considered it. Right now we're just trying to get facts. As you know, it's been tough to get. We just had the shooter's name just a little while ago. So we've, we're kind of uh, playing by ears of media outlet. We're constantly trying to give them uh, the most information, the most accurate information that we can. So our focus is kind of on that right now, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of healing needed to be neat. That's going to need to be done in our community and uh, a vigil. Uh, I'm sure there will be one, if not many of them in the days to come. What is the, in the city, has there been an uptick in crime or has it uh, been pretty steady over the years? Is this very unusual? It has been. And yes, it is unusual. It's unusual to have this type of shooting anywhere at any time, but um, especially in Muskogee, I would say when I've talked with officers from um, uh, particularly Fort Gibson Police Department and the Muskogee Police Department, we've had some crime, car burglaries, things like that, but nothing to take it to the level of what's happened today. Hey, man, I appreciate your time, and thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, I'll check back with you, and we'll get some more information. Hey, Cliff, thank you. You bet. That guy's one of the best right there. Cliff Castile from Okie Country 101.7 in Muskogee.
with the feeling on what it's like on the ground there today after a horrific shooting this morning. Now, that was not the only thing that happened today in our country. We also got this information earlier today. Two FBI agents killed, three others wounded in a shooting in South Florida today. Two of them in a nearby hospital, reportedly in stable condition. And as you can see, flag-draped body being taken from an ambulance. The agents were serving a search warrant for child pornography at a home in Sunrise when the incident happened. Just horrific news there as well. The agents killed were Special Agent Daniel Alfin and Special Agent Laura Schwarzenberger, according to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Three other agents wounded in the incident, two of them requiring hospitalization. The shooter is also dead, according to FBI, but it's not clear as to whether the suspect was killed or took his own life. Today's shooting, the worst for the Bureau since 1986. That's the last time two FBI agents were killed in the line of duty, April 11th, 1986. Also in South Florida, agents Jerry Dove and Benjamin Grogan killed during a gun battle with robbery suspects in southwest Miami. And as we told you, there was other sad news today. Jeremiah Johnson, an Oklahoma high school basketball star, in critical condition after being shot at least twice early this morning. Johnson had surgery to remove two bullets, according to his mother, he played for Putnam North High School in the Oklahoma City area. His coach uh, confirmed that he's in critical condition. Details surrounding the shooting currently unknown. Johnson is a four-star recruit, Oklahoma's top-rated 2023 recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. He's been offered by Illinois, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas already. He's rated the 16th best player in 2023, the number five point guard, he starred for Putnam North this season, averaging over 20 points per game as the Panthers are off to a 9-3 and start. Putnam North's game tonight, obviously, has been canceled due to this tragedy. All of that happening in one day. So a horrific shooting in Muskogee, where at least six people have died. A terrible shooting in South Florida, where two FBI agents were gunned down in the line of duty. And an Oklahoma high school basketball star shot earlier this morning in critical condition. All today on Groundhog Day, a day we only can pray won't repeat itself tomorrow. That's the show today. Thanks for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow for a Minor Detail Podcast. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments, email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.